0: Welcome to the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. Hosted by RebelGrove.com publisher Neil McCrady, and featuring Zach Barry of Red Cup Rebellion, the Soft Verbal Podcast is your number one podcast dedicated to Ole Miss football and basketball recruiting. Featuring guests from throughout the Rivals.com network, the Soft Verbal Podcast tells you what is happening and what's going to happen on the recruiting trail. And it does it in style, just like Dead Soxy. Visit DeadSoxy.com and enter promo code REBELGROVE at checkout for 30% off your order of the best dress socks you'll ever wear. Now. Here's your host, Neil McCready. Welcome into another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast presented by Dead Soxie. I'm Neil McCready. Zach Barry with me as well today. Zach Barry of rebelgrove.com and Red Cup Rebellion. You might know me as the uh, publisher at rebelgrove.com. It's part of the Rivals Network. It's like a website and stuff. And uh, we cover Ole Miss for uh, that website. You can uh, get to it by going to rebelgrove.com or oldmiss.rivals.com. Check it out. A monthly uh monthly subscription is cheaper than a lunch someplace and it's even safer because you don't have to talk to anybody. You just do it. It's pretty cool. So anyway, we'll uh we'll do that. Let me tell you about Dead Soxie because they're uh they're terrific people. Uh Dead Soxie was open about its desire to uh socket to the shutdown and uh, the founder, Jason Simmons, he came on uh, the network of podcast. He talked about the challenges that the company was facing in the midst of the unknown. While many other companies furloughed or closed its doors, Dead Soxie sought out to take a different approach. Their core beliefs rely on relationships built with their customers. And uh, this pandemic has challenged those business principles in every aspect. But with the love and support of uh, the Rebel Grove community, the MPW digital community, Dead Soxie has gracefully been able to stay true to its core. And uh, you guys, the Rebel Grove and MPW Digital community, have united in support of uh, continuing the American dream. And Dead Soxie wants to thank you, all uh, Rebel Grove subscribers, MPW Digital listeners, for your support during this time. It has been noted and appreciated. I'm coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is that number. Call it. Ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes and business hours right to the bottom line. No hassle, no haggle. You get your quote and the rest is completely up to you. Um, yeah, it's pretty much that simple. You get the quote, you can shop it around or you can go ahead and do what I've done. Hop into a Clark Ford. You'll love the service. You'll, uh, you'll love the product, of course. And uh, Corey, they take care of you in a way that most car dealers just don't even think about it. They do it all the time. So what you do is you just call that number, let Corey be your truck guy, let him be your car guy, 662-257-1900 is that number, 662-257-1900. Guest, join us on the MPW Digital Network of podcast on the Rafters Music and Food Hotline, Rafters on the Water is open, I was talking to Hudson Chadwick uh, just Wednesday night. It's located at the uh, Sardis Marina, so come experience outdoor dining unlike any place in North Mississippi. The menu offers shrimp and Mississippi catfish platters along with gourmet burgers, Louisiana-style po'boys served on Leidenheimer French bread. They're open Wednesdays and Thursdays, 3.30 to 10, Friday through Sunday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. starting this Friday. That would be May the 22nd. Their uh, full service is available wide open. So uh, they're back. And they're back with a newly expanded picnic-styled dining area, signature appetizers such as Zydeco shrimp, crawfish egg rolls, and uh fun cocktails including their famous house frozen 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 margaritas to go and curbside pickup still available if you are uh not quite ready to head into a restaurant but you want to enjoy the wonderful fare from rafters in the water you can do that call 662-712-6162 zachary how are you sir neil i'm
1: doing well just uh Doing my due diligence before we started the show, I've been uh, submitting subpoenas, combing phone records, oh. text messages, uh, SMS, and uh, iMessage, both. Uh, just making sure I cover everything. Um, you know, just infiltrating the cloud is what I've been doing all morning.
0: Wow, that sounds like a uh, sounds like a lot of work, Zach. Just gotta
1: keep everything above board, you know when. Uh, when uh, when you're covering recruiting, you gotta stay on your
0: toes. Right. Have you? Uh, I don't know have you, have you tampered with anyone or anything.
1: Uh, not yet. I, I, you know, I, I don't think what I'm doing is tampering. Um,
0: what are you doing? I mean, I don't know. That well, you, I don't know that you should be the judge of that.
1: Well, yeah, that's a good point. Thank you. I don't. I don't know if there's. We might know somebody that could be the judge of it. I might have to reach <laughs> out to them. But, um, but yeah. Just just keeping it casual on a Thursday.
0: Okay. All right. Just be careful out there. Got to. Yeah, I will. You gotta, Thank a, you. There's a rule book, and you need to follow it. Two at. That's right. Okay. That's right. Um. All right. Let's let's <laughs> we'll get to it. Um. Fabian Lovett and uh, Jerry and Jones. In, in the uh, transfer portal, uh, I guess I guess you would call them Mississippi State players at this point, but they're in the transfer portal. Jerrion Jones has been um, pretty active on social media, talking about people he has talked to. He's talked to uh, Mike Norvell at Florida State. I keep wanting to say Memphis, but he's not at Memphis anymore. He's at Florida State. I believe he had a visit with Oregon coaches, uh, including one Oregon coach who probably is there in Starkville, and Joe Moorhead. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure if he's talked to Ole Miss in any co- official capacity. Uh, he's indicated that these last few days have been hard. The next few are going to be harder, but that he plans to make a decision. I believe his words – I don't want to put words in his in his uh, cyberspace, but I believe his words were in the next couple of days. Mm-hmm. Is that right?
1: That's what the tweet said. I fully anticipate him to make a decision – and, you know, probably him and Fabian at the same time, right around 110 when I'm teeing off tomorrow. Um, that'll probably be when it happens. But uh, I'd imagine some at some point this weekend, I think he's talked to the teams that he needs to talk to. And by he, I mean Jerry and Jones. Um, we've been pretty adamant in the Chicks this week that Fabian Lovett is a little bit further down the road, so to speak, in, in terms of what he's going to do. I think... Um, both of these guys are, I guess, naturally leaning towards Ole Miss, and I say that with both of their former position coaches that were at Mississippi State are now at Ole Miss. So it's it's a lot. There are a lot of natural ties to Ole Miss. You know, we, we make the jokes about the tampering and all that, but um, it's it's an easy transition. You're you're not having to go far. You're basically just going right up the road and we talked about this before we started, these guys have a lot of friends on both teams. Ole Miss guys are friends with State guys and vice versa. So uh, I think it'll be, an if they choose Ole Miss, it's an easy transition for them. They're familiar with their teammates. They're familiar with, with, with the coaches that are going to be coaching them. And um, look, I <laughs> these players don't care about this rivalry as much as some fans do.
0: Whoa, whoa, hold up. You're not gonna drop stuff like that on this on this here show and not have to support it. Are you telling me that? The, <laughs> are you telling me that the players don't live and die vitriolically throughout the year?
1: I don't think that the game on Thanksgiving affects their day to day as much as it does um, some of the the Pauls and the Steves out there. Um, <laughs>
0: Just random names, but, of course.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, but I, look, I I thought about this the other day, Neil. A lot of people forget because it was so long ago. The summer before everything happened with Hugh Freeze, right? I was covering recruiting for Red Cup and keeping every you know keeping up to date with everything that y'all were reporting. Jerry and Jones was a huge Ole Miss lean, and he was probably going to commit to Ole Miss at any point that summer. Everything just completely blows up. Hugh Freeze, quote unquote, resigns. All of the fallout with that. That was kind of when everything flipped for Jerry, and and he decided he wanted, you know, he briefly wanted to go to Oklahoma, stayed home, went to state, and then look, he, he yeah, he talks a lot of shit about Ole Miss on Twitter, but that's what teenagers and that's what kids do, and, yeah. and that's what I do when I'm playing men's men's league basketball. If you're a competitor, if you're an athlete, if you're if you if you have a <laughs> have a pulse, and you're playing high level athletics, you're going to be competitive. You're going to Talk some trash. I, I think everybody does. We, we we just got through watching 10 episodes of The Last Dance, and, it, I mean, come on. That was that was fun to watch. So, for the people that are like, how is he going to go from Mississippi State to Ole Miss after doing all of that on Twitter and blah, 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 blah. In,
0: um, in, a, in a nanosecond. Come, it, yeah. come on.
1: Well, Neil, first of all, he's deleted, I think, pretty much everything bad he said about Ole Miss on Twitter. It's. It, there's an indication there of anything, but so as we know, by law, Neil, those tweets never happened because they've been deleted. So, um,
0: I mean, <laughs> so. I, I mean, you know, no one's, no one in, no one inside of a program is going to care about stuff like that. All right. So let, let's, let's get this. No, we'll, we'll get to the other part in a minute because right, I want to go here while, while it's fresh on my mind. Okay. This tampering thing. It's very important in my opinion for people to understand some nuance here. Is in is tampering allowed? No. You you can't tamper with other people's players. That's the reason they have to get into the transfer portal before you can have any sort of official contact. But official's the keyword. So and, and and feel free to jump in and we can debate this a little bit, not debate it, we can sort of talk about it. These kids now all know each other from going way back. Pick a state. Pick a region. They've gone to camps. They've played seven-on-seven. They connect via social media now for years and years ahead of time. They all basically support one another and cheer for one another and compete against one another, and they've played in all-star games together, which means they went to all-star camps and practices and stuff together. I mean, I'm just putting this out. In a long-winded way, they all know one another. And, yeah, when they compete against each other, they try to beat each other. But there are kids on the Ole Miss team that have friends on the Alabama team, on the Auburn team, on the Mississippi State team, at LSU, at Tennessee. There are kids at Tennessee that have friends on the Georgia team, the Florida team. Their are kids at Georgia who've got friends at Clemson and LSU and Alabama. You, you get where I'm going, right? They all, they all know each other. They go to the, uh, the, the Rivals uh, camp series back before it got covid out. They, they go to the All-Star game in Orlando or the All-Star game in San Antonio. They, they hang out in the hotel for a week while they're doing that, playing video games against each other. They just all know each other. I mean, you and I were talking about this. Jalen Hurts, when he was the quarterback at Alabama, um, would be hanging out in Oxford several times with A.J. Brown. Uh-huh. When A.J. was the, the, a wide receiver at Ole Miss, and I'm sure, I don't know about it, but I'm, I don't care. I'm, I'm sure there were times that A.J. made the trip over to Tuscaloosa to hang out with Jalen. Sure. Was that tampering? No. Did, did Jalen ever say, hey, man, you ought to come play over here? Probably is that tampering? Well, okay. I guess according to rule apostrophe I mean, is that, yeah. Is the NCAA going to enforce that? No. No. They're just not. Now, in a scenario where let's say Lane Kiffin sent a text a week before someone got, a week before Jerry and Jones got in the, the, The transfer portal, Lane Kiffin sent him a text that said, Hello, Jerry and Lane Kiffin here, head coach of the Ole Miss Rebels. Uh, We would really love for you to join the the Ole Miss football program. (laughs) Please consider this an official letter of interest. Uh, In the event that you enter the transfer portal, we would love to have you transfer to Ole Miss. Hottie toddy, your next coach, Lane. Well, that would be tampering, and that would be a problem. And uh, at that point, you would also – you'd want to fire the coach for pure stupidity. Yeah. Here's the part that everybody needs to understand, especially people whose names uh, rhyme with leave. Everybody tampers. I've told this story before. You talk about uh, when the Hugh Freeze thing happened. I I can't remember the time, whether Freeze was still at Ole Miss, whether Freeze had been let go, whether this was the second – I want to say it was the fall camp when Matt Luke was the interim coach, and I can remember uh, Nixon, the wide receiver for Ole Miss, who ended up transferring to UCF. Trey, he was Mm -hmm. he was out in the parking lot having a conversation with what was very clearly another coach from another program. That stuff just happens, and and you know, I mean, are they the coach will get a family member to call these? They all recruit the same kids they all build relationships inside families when this thing's over like a kid who ends up going to tennessee or alabama or something he builds relationships with 10 staffs over the course of that year and a half two years where he's making a decision those relationships don't just disappear with the stroke of a pen they they, they still have the numbers in the phone i mean think of how many how many names and numbers do you have in your phone Yeah, I mean those guys. You know, I mean those guys have all those numbers. So if he wanted somebody to reach out to the coaching staff, say a kid goes to Tennessee and he decides after a year that he's not happy, and he wants to reach out to the coaches at Georgia and at Alabama and at Auburn to find out if he still has, you know, an offer, he can do that. He'll get that answer, and then when he gets the answer that he's looking for, he enters the portal. That's the way the portal's basically designed. And I mean, you get other kids now that jump in the portal. And then the kids who jump in the portal and see if they can go find a home, that's not usually how it works, which is what tells me that Fabian Lovett and Jerry and Jones deep down probably know where they're going to go.
1: Well, we talked about this yesterday, and we've talked about this plenty when just discussing recruiting in general. And I have a couple, I, I don't know, I, w- I wouldn't go so far as to say commandments, but just some just some guidelines when I'm looking at things in recruiting. is One, you, you follow the visits it's you know, it's kind of the uh, talk-to-talk, walk-to-walk type thing. Yeah, you can say you like this school. You can say you want to go there. You can say that you're interested in taking a visit. But until you actually physically go there, um, I don't really feel like it's a legitimate thing. Now, unless we're talking about Knoxville and the Tennessee Balls, because then you can just commit there without even stepping foot on campus. But another thing is just, just being happy. Well, we talked about that with, with the Matt Luke, the interim deal, and, and when there was, you know, oh, there's going to be this mass exodus of players with, all the, with the NCAA situation. We, we didn't see many leave. You know, the, the, the whole thing with A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Greg Little and all those guys are just, oh, they're going to all bail because they can't go to a bowl game. No, like they, they didn't leave because they were happy. They enjoyed their time in Oxford. They enjoyed the people they were around. They liked Ole Miss. They were going to stay. Now, it's been very clear. Fabian Lovett's been a little more outspoken than Jerry and Jones that he was not happy in Starkville. Mike Leach's tweet obviously did not jive well with him. It didn't jive well with his father. So he wants out. Jerry Jones, I don't really know if he hasn't been as outspoken about it. Maybe the tweet bothered him. Maybe it didn't. But they're obviously not happy because if they were happy at Stark, in Starkville, if they were happy at Mississippi State, they wouldn't be in the transfer portal. So, that's kind of the thing with the portal: you're either unhappy, or you're wanting to go place, you want to go somewhere else where you can play yep. because you're not playing where you where you are. Yeah. So, I, this whole tampering thing, and you know, honestly, for for lack of a better turn of phrase here, I mean, who gives a shit? If a kid does not want to be there, and look, I'd say the same thing if it was flipped around. If somebody else is wanting to go somewhere else, like, why do you want to keep someone there if they're if they're not enjoying themselves? If they're not enjoying their college experience. If they're not enjoying going to practice every day, why do you want that person on the team?
0: Why do you want that? For like the, why would you want that for any kid? It's why when, when well, yeah. it's why when some of the Ole Miss people get, would get pissy about like Van Jefferson the last couple of years, I'd say, come on, man. I mean, Van Van came to Ole Miss, it it didn't work, it it didn't end up being the way that he thought it was going to be. And he and his family, and you can get into well, his dad, who cares? It doesn't matter. If, If you if you saw Van Jefferson get drafted
1: this year and you didn't have if the only thing that came across your if if this didn't come across your mind like, oh, good for Van, that's awesome. Sure. If you if you didn't think that, like, what's wrong with you? Like, yeah, he like, he, gave he al- doesn't owe anything to Ole Miss.
0: No, no, it's 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 a year to year scholarship anyway. I mean, it just is. I mean, I, I I don't I don't know. It's like I've seen. I'm trying not to get into some sort of a verbal thing because I don't want to because I don't care. I mean, he he can think what he wants to think and and write what he wants to write. That's his prerogative. That that network somehow skews that way anyway. Not just not just the people that cover Mississippi State. It's a lot of sites. The whole, well, you know, if he ends up at Oregon or somewhere, it'll just go away. But if he ends up at Ole Miss, stop. (laughs) I mean, you know, and let's, 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 and we're going to get to this in a minute. Let's keep this part real, too. There aren't but a handful of players who individually walk onto a college football team and change the fabric of the program. That's number one. Number two, yesterday the NCAA punted, as we all, I think, expected that they would. And, Frankly, I think they did. I mean, as as much as I'm for the one-time, no penalty transfer, I don't think now's the time to implement it. Yeah. So they punted that thing till at least January, which means that neither one of these guys, are whether it's Oregon or Ole Miss or Florida State, barring a successful uh, appeal, a successful waiver, which I don't really – if you made me bet, I'd bet against it. Let's put it that way. Both of them are going to have to sit a year anyway. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I don't know what all the vitriol is about. And then further, and then I'm going to keep this part just really real, okay? This is not an anti-state thing. It's not an anti-Ole Miss thing. It's not an anti-anybody thing. When a coaching staff gets fired, when any coaching staff gets fired, the kids that are left on that roster in the interim, whether that interim is one day, one week, Two weeks, those kids get recruited. Those kids get, dare I say, tampered with. It happens. It always happens. There was an interim of about a week between the time that Matt Luke was fired and Lane Kiffin was hired. In fact, it was right at a week because I don't think I slept that week. And I can tell you that old Miss kids got contacted by multiple SEC programs. Mm -hmm. that happened I
1: I don't have a doubt in my mind that that happened
0: and then here's where I'm going to say something that's not going to be very popular with people I don't really have a problem with it duh of course they got tampered with of course they got tampered with and if you're going to tell me that when Joe Moorhead got fired and the interim between Joe Moorhead getting fired and the time that Mike Leach got hired that kids at mississippi state heard from other sec programs my answer is going to be well of course they did are you saying it's okay to tamper neil i'm just telling you it happened and if the ncaa is going to get into having to enforce that kind of stuff they don't have the manpower to pull that off no that's and then here's back to your point happy people don't leave Mm -hmm. how many happy people go to divorce court and say you know what your honor um, we're, we're really we're really happy. I mean we really like each other we have a great time together no problems in our marriage. we just kind of thought we'd get divorced for, for the F of it. Kind of thought we kind of thought we'd we'd go through the, the hell that, it, that, that that is because we we just really like each other and we just kind of want to see what else is out there. That does and that's the same with the transfer portal. Happy players don't leave programs. It's one of the reasons I'm for the one year transfer only thing. The one-year no no penalty transfer. Happy players aren't going to transfer. Uh-huh. My daughter's perfect. I, mean, I know she's not a football player. I get it, but she's a she's a student. You couldn't drag her away from Arkansas right now. And yet, then I know there's another kid that's from Oxford. I know because I saw her in the neighborhood who started out at Mississippi State and and she's transferring back to Ole Miss. And I'm not. This is not a knock on State or Ole Miss or whatnot. I haven't. My next door neighbor is, is a, a junior now at Mississippi State, and you could not drag her away from Mississippi State. She loves it. the The other young lady that I'm referring to is coming back to Ole Miss because she just it just didn't fit. It didn't work. She didn't like it. You know, I mean, it. And it, it, what do you want? Should she stay there because she's unhappy, or should she go to another school where she give her a chance to be happier? Take the football out of it. My opinion is she should be able to go to another school. And, and see if she can't be happier at another place. I think most people would agree with that. But you throw football in, and you throw the egos in, and the, oh, my God, the the fanatic fandom, almost addictive fandom of some people, and people get weird.
1: I, I know it's a little bit different, because it's not a, a rival. It's not in the same conference, same division. I don't know what I was doing at the time. I might have missed it. I don't remember... James Franklin really throwing a fit about Tommy Stevens going to Mississippi State to follow his position coach and go play for Joe Moorhead.
0: If he did, I didn't hear of it.
1: I mean, that's my thing is, look, I, I know if you're a Mississippi State fan, you hate it because you hate everything Ole Miss. But it's it's not it's not like this is just out of the blue and it's just, oh, well, they've clearly been tampered with. Or Ole Miss is just paying them Out the ears and money to come there. No. Jerry and Jones signed with State and played for Terrell Buckley. Baby and Lovett signed with State, played for Deke Adams. They are now both at Ole Miss. I just feel like this is this is very easy. Circle finds the square. This this is. This this has got to be just like the most no-brainer thing. Like oh well, of course they want to transfer there. They don't like the new staff. The head coach. Put his foot in his mouth on Twitter. It's kind of rubbing people the wrong way. That kind of pushes him out the door a little bit more. It's just a natural fit. And then we go back to full circle here. They have friends on the team. Jerry Jones is really close with Jerry Neely and John Rice Plumley and Jonathan Mingo and Jay Stanley. They're all from Mississippi. They're all from the Jackson area. Sands Plumley, who's from the coast, but. It's not just this, oh, my God, like, what are the odds that this would happen for Ole Miss to perfectly steal these two state players? Like, this is not some conspiracy. Like, I know that this is what we do every day for a living, and this is, you know, our jobs, and we we talk about it. But, my God, this is not, like, life or – like, Steve Robertson referred to this as a war yesterday, Neil.
0: A war. Are you serious? Yes. See, I don't, I, I really don't. I mean, I'll, I'll, I joke about this, but I don't get involved in it. I, I try not to. I, I try not to pay any attention to it. I'll get asked about it on Twitter, like, hey, are you going to get – good? No, I mean, I, I'm not. I mean, someone, someone sent me
1: the quote because I, I talk to a ton of people every day and we talk, I mean, look, it's, it's a pandemic right now. There's nothing to do. And so I just found, it. so the quote was, Mississippi State and Ole Miss play the Egg Bowl every day. We are always at war every day. An MSU employee wakes up. They must know that there is an Ole Miss person that is looking to embarrass them. They must know that.
0: Wait, wait, what are we, wait, wait, wait. What are wait, we doing? Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. So he's saying like, <laughs> like. I mean, no, I'm serious for a minute. Is he saying that like a professor of Eng, uh, English professor at Mississippi State should wake up each day and and. Think about what someone at Ole Miss wants to embarrass him or her. I guess, like, I mean, are we gotta. Are we going to take that all the way out? <laughs> I mean, are I mean, do you know? I mean, gosh, I can't believe him. But to do this, Steve, do you know how many people who were on campuses, college campuses, who could not care less about the athletics on those campuses or anywhere?
1: Uh, There are are professors that could not name a player on a team.
0: Well, I mean, you know, listen, we we do this all the time. Jeffrey and I talk about this. You know, the Super Bowl will draw these massive numbers, right? TV numbers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The Super Bowl, I mean, which is watched by the most casual of sports fans. People will go to a Super Bowl party because it's a party and, oh, yeah, I'm going to go and watch the Super Bowl. Those people don't. The, the, even the the biggest Super Bowl number, when you get finished looking at the number, you have, you have to remember that. And and now more than half of people in America, more than half didn't watch the game, and that's okay. I mean, not everybody is a sports fan. Not everybody is glued to sports. I promise you, Steve, there are people on the Mississippi State campus who are there because that's their employer, and they're they're there for academia, and they're doing their job, and. They don't keep up with sports. There are people on the Ole Miss campus who are at Ole Miss because their Ole Miss is his or her employer, and they're in academia, or they got a grant, or something like that. And they couldn't tell you, they couldn't tell you the name of one football player. They probably couldn't tell you the name of the coach. And there's nothing wrong with that. To say that, to say that everybody on these campuses should be engaged in some sort of a war each day, that's disturbing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess if you don't have a sign above your door that you slap every morning that says hate like a champion today, then I guess we're doing it wrong. I I don't know. Somebody sent me that yesterday and I started laughing because I was like, this is, this is kind of where it's like, is this a bit? Is this like a thing, like a persona that he is just taking on?
0: Is it possible that it is a bit?
1: <laughs> I hope so. I mean, my God, like, I don't know. Like, I I jokingly tell people all the time, you know, one of my best friends is a state grad. Does that make me a bad rebel because I'm friends with a state guy? Uh, I should uh, know, uh, Neil, that every day when he wakes up, he is trying to get the best of me in any capacity.
0: I've said this before. I mean, some of Caroline's really good friends are going there. And the thing that always turns me off about the place is that it's not fair. It's not fair to them because I'm sure there are a lot of wonderful people that go there. I'm sure the majority of the people who are there or our alums are there are great people. It's just there's that, there's that vitriolic set. And look, we'll get it here sometimes too. I mean, people will say something to Campbell or whatever, and I'm like, man, come on. And I, they're not thinking about it. I mean, Campbell didn't pick Arkansas or not pick Ole Miss because of sports. <laughs> I mean, come on, stop. You know, but the, the the people that it's it's all this, this – this big rival, this this everything's nasty. I, that's that's not a healthy way to be. I'll yeah. give I'll give the state of Alabama this. The week of the Iron Bowl, they they hate each other. Mhm. Absolutely. But you know what's kind of funny and they would never really admit this, especially Alabama about Auburn. They want the other team to be good because they want that game to be meaningful. They want that game to be nationally relevant. They want that game to put the state in the spotlight, they, and they'd never quite admit it to you in those words. But deep down, if you were to go up to a hundred Alabama fans and say, "You're going to be you, Alabama are going to be really, really good," okay? Now Auburn can be really good or horrible. Which do you want? The majority, if you put truth serum in them, they might say, "Are we going to win?" And if you said, "Yeah, you're going to win," they'll say, "Let them be really good." Yes, because it makes the, that it makes the win more valuable. It makes the, but they love that the the eyes of the college. I mean, believe me, I lost a job because I pointed out one year that nobody outside of Alabama cared, and and that pretty much was the the final straw. Um, <laughs> they they want the eyes of the football world to be on them. It's it's the weird part about. I look back and. Look, I know I went to school at Ole Miss. You and I have talked about this. I'm not from Mississippi. I, I didn't have a great college experience. It wasn't Ole Miss's fault, but I didn't. I don't have emotional feelings about about Ole Miss. I, I, I don't. It's, but I look back on that year. Was it 2014 when Ole Miss and State were both really good for a long time, and they were in that first playoff? And yeah, the day that Mississippi State just who they pummel that day, Texas A&M. Mm-hmm. And then Ole Miss beat um, Ole Miss beat Alabama at uh, at at Vaught Hemingway, and and Katy Perry was in the Grove and the corn dogs and all that stuff. And Ole Miss was on the cover of uh, and and State shared the cover of SI. That was quite frankly the coolest, most exciting football week I can remember in this town. In this state.
1: why that was i remember having that conversation with people before wherever i would hear people say man like this is like one of the greatest one of the greatest weeks days nights whatever in, you know in my life as an almost fan but man i hate that we got to share that sports illustrated cover with like who cares i if if you're a fan letting that affect how you experience something that had nothing to do with that school it wasn't a game like they played A and M. Ole Miss played Alabama. Who just don't? Who cares? Don't worry about it. Just enjoy it. And I we, we talked about that on a podcast uh, on one of our live streams when we were, I believe, it was Jalen Walton. We were talking about you know how cool it was to be a part of that 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 time period in Mississippi. And I mean, he said the same thing. He was like, "Man, it was awesome." Was like you had all eyes on on the state of Mississippi. Ole Miss and State, he said. You know, even though they're the rival, he said it was still cool. And you know, going back to your point about the Iron Bowl, my dad has said that all the time. Where it's you, you want to beat somebody at their best. You, you want to beat them. You don't want them to. You don't want them to lose to you. That's uh, yeah. If you ask somebody, like I want the Egg Bowl to be, uh, you know, what kind of team do you want to beat? You want to beat that Dak Prescott team on Senior Night. You want to beat their best player in school history.
0: Well, you want the you want the game to have atmosphere. And the truth yeah. is, the truth is, I hate to break this to people. As someone who's covered the Egg Bowl, I mean, the Egg Bowl, I've covered the Iron Bowl. I've covered uh, Georgia, Florida, a few times. I've covered Florida, Florida State. I've covered Florida State, Miami. Um, I've covered LSU, Alabama. Covered some big games. You want recruits to come to games that have atmosphere. You want recruits to see a rivalry and go, I want to be a part of that rivalry. Not just Mississippi kids, but kids from other places who are like, oh, man, this is awesome. I mean, this is this is intense, but it's it's why I've thought the last few years the Egg Bowl's kind of gotten out of control. We've talked about it. I don't know. I mean, it, it's – I'm fascinated to see how Kiffin and, and Leach – handle this kind of thing because look if if um if this is the kind of thing that's being you know people are going to the principal's office with with complaints on this um this is the kind of thing that gets it all kind of cranked up again and i just don't know i don't know that either kiffin or leach is really wired that way
1: no and i think that's gonna you know i i've said before i think that I hope that this would just, you know, extinguish the the vitriol and the toxicity with the rivalry because it's, look, if we're being serious, it's kind of stupid because it's not like Ole Miss and Mississippi State are beating down the door for the college football playoff every year. No. Nobody cares about the rivalry outside of Mississippi.
0: No, in fact, most of the people outside of Mississippi like to laugh at it the last few years. That's the bottom line. I mean, hey, I, I know I'm not making any friends when I say that. But the the big brawl in the end zone, and uh, and then last year with Elijah and the 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 peeing thing and all that stuff, just kind of haha! Look at them. Boy. I think most
1: I think most realistic fans on both sides would admit that. I mean the the, like why, the, the
0: fight was care? The, the fight was an awful look. It was an awful look. It was just an it was awful. I, I've I've said that and people get mad and I, I can I'll, I'll I'll absorb the emails. Tell, Look, me, it, tell, me, Mac, the last, tell me the last. Tell me the last time Alabama and Auburn had a had a, had a brawl. Because I, I don't I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can. I don't know that you can go back and find the last time that one of those programs that those that that game had a brawl in it. I don't. I don't, I don't think it's possible.
1: Outside of the Harvey Uptight thing, which I mean, my lord, that's psychotic and just deranged behavior, but. Yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, I, I guarantee you with truth serum, Alabama and Auburn fans would admit, no, nah, we want we, we want them to be good, because it in week 12, or whatever it is, the 12th game of the season, we want their best. I mean, sure, blowouts are fun, and it's awesome to win and beat your rival, but you want to get them at their best, and I think that that's something that, I guess, is the difference in the rivalry where both sides, you know, there are people out there, Neil, that I, I wholeheartedly think this is true. They would rather go one and 11 and beat the other team than go 11 and one and lose. Now, maybe not to that extent, but I mean, it, it, it'll hurt some feelings to where you have a great season. And if you don't beat Ole Miss or you don't beat state, people are upset. And that's just crazy to think, but yeah, it's uh, just the the long-winded rivalry conversation that we've gone through today just now is, is look, at the end of the day, if two players from Mississippi State want to leave and they just so happen they want to go to Ole Miss because of some familiarity with players and coaches, people need to let it go and just move on. Oh, there's,
0: there's no doubt. I mean, I, it's the, the whole... There are certain people, we've talked about him today, uh, that I'm, I'm convinced. I don't know, it's weird. It's just a, it's an odd thing. I And look, there's some on the Ole Miss side that are that way about Mississippi State, too, that it, it's deranged. Mm-hmm. I hope that with Mike Leach
1: and Lane Kiffin, because, look, you don't need true serum with them. They don't care about the Egg Bowl. They are they are at each respective institution to do a job, and that is to win football games. They could care less about running to a card table to pick up an egg. That's the, that's the, that's not how they're wired. I've never spoken to either one of them, but I guarantee you they do not care about the Egg Bowl. They care about the end result, and that's winning a game. They don't care about what people think about the rivalry in the state, and they don't care about Peggy Sue and West Point, and they sure as hell don't care about Karen and Tupelo, how she
0: thinks. Damn, Karen. All right, last uh, last couple of things, because I'm curious. We've talked a lot about all the ancillary stuff. How good are these players? if Wherever they go, how much of an impact will they have starting in 2021? Because I'm going to assume that both of them are sitting a year. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'd venture to say that it's they'll be hard-pressed to get an immediate eligibility waiver. But I, we'll start with Jerrion. I think he is an impact guy as a defensive back he was a highly rated four-star coming out of high school i mean at one point i put it on the board at one point he was a take at oklahoma and uh lincoln riley and that staff over there sure know how to recruit and and find talent i went back and looked and and they 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 caused a lot of a lot of waves for their offense and yeah their their defense has not been great but they've been able to sign elite defensive players over the last three classes. They've signed 21 four stars and one five star on the defensive side of the ball. So they, they know a thing or two about locating talent, but I think Jerry is a guy who can play. I mean, he's, he's got the frame. He's six foot, about 180, 185. He's a fantastic athlete. He played receiver in high school, had 26 touchdowns in his last two seasons in high school. So you know he's got some athletic ability, and um, he played in, I think, 11 games last year for State as a true freshman, and then um, it, w- on the other side with Fabian Lovett, I mean, a defensive tackle, big body starter for, for Mississippi State a year ago, uh, I mean, th- both of these guys are at positions of need for Ole Miss, and you know, we talk about it on the board a lot, where everybody kind of scoffs, you know, okay, another four-star receiver, great, but Ole Miss has got to get some help in the trenches. They've got to get some some secondary help. Well, this is it right here. Now they may not be eligible for 2020. Um there's, you know, maybe that one or two percent chance they could get immediately eligible, but they can certainly, you know, contribute, if not fight for a starting position in twenty twenty one, because I, I do think, you know, they're they're not highly rated four and five star players, but Ole Miss needs that. Impact depth, and they need that quality depth that, that they would certainly bring um, at each position.
0: Okay, last thing before we uh, wrap it up, you've been talking a lot about quarterbacks. Ole Miss kind of still looking for the quarterback in this class. Another another candidate uh, went by the wayside when he committed to uh, to Clemson. I guess earlier today, as we taped this on Thursday, maybe it was yesterday on Wednesday. I don't know. Uh, the kid from South Carolina who got the, uh-huh. who got the offer from to play was, with,
1: yeah, yesterday
0: yesterday. So Bubba Chandler, Bubba Chandler. I, I, I couldn't, I knew it was Bubba. I couldn't think of his last name. Um, what are we, what are we looking at from a, from a quarterback board at this point now that another name has dropped off?
1: I, I've talked. I posted it before we started. I, I've talked with some national folks and just some other sources. And the one that comes to mind is Donovan McCullough. Um, I think he, in my opinion, I think he's the best player on their board right now. Um, a lot of national guys have told me that he's kind of gone radio silent with all the quarantine and, and the pandemic when uh, he hasn't really talked to a lot of people. He put out a top five. Um, Ole Miss is in, is in that top five. Now, I I know Jeff Levy has been recruiting him, and obviously Lane Kiffin's going to be involved in a, in a quarterback's recruitment. Um I think that they've got a shot. I mean, they they're in the top five, so they've certainly got a shot at at signing him. Um, his top five: is Iowa, Indiana, Missouri, and Purdue. Um, I think Lane Kiffin and this staff have a good opportunity to uh, go get him. He is um, a really talented player. He's, uh, I've, I've talked to national guys and I threw out a Lamar Jackson comparison very loosely, you know, is like, you know, he kind of reminds me just cause he can really run and, uh, he's got some arm talent and they actually, I was kind of expecting them to be like, you know, ah, you know pump the brakes a little bit, you know, Lamar's really good and he's in the NFL. Um, they actually, everybody that I mentioned that to said they loved it and they said they loved that comp and they said that he is, he's a guy that's his best footballs ahead of him type where He's really talented right now, and uh, if he has the proper coaching, he can really excel at the next level. But, yeah, I mean, he's a big guy, over 6'2", 6'3". That's probably who I think their focus is going to be on right now. I know that they like Luke Altmaier, the kid from Starkville that's committed to Florida State. I don't see that flip happening. I think he seems happy with Mike Norvell and, and, and leaving Starkville to go play at Florida State. I don't think that's going to happen. And then Neil, as we've talked on this show before, there's always the the outside shot that J T Daniels is still out there waiting on a on finding a landing spot. So that's kind of where they are right now.
0: Yeah, the J T Daniels thing that gets derailed a little bit is that he he now has to sit a year, and which which makes the possibility of him just staying at USC for another season more more likely.
1: That's a yeah, that's a possibility. I I still don't know if he'll stay there. Because Keaton Slovis had such a fantastic year last year, and I, I don't know if he'll want to stay, just because he's going to have to either beat out Keaton Slovis or just ride the bench. I still, there's, there's got to be an outside shot at him staying within the Pac-12, but going somewhere like, like a Oregon or a Stanford, um, a place that needs a quarterback right now. I, I don't know. I mean, th- we could probably have a much you know, an answer that's a little more clear if there wasn't a pandemic going on, and there were, you know, people were able to contact people and and things of that nature. But yeah, this is this wrench that's been thrown into everything is is made a little more difficult to kind of assess these things.
0: Well, we opened with tampering. I will finish with tampering <laughs> as a uh, as a ULM graduate. I don't believe that it is tampering. The fact that I sent. A uh, cashier's check because he's in the transfer portal. I sent a cashier's check to JT Daniel that just said, uh, "You know, you know, you can cash this on the Bayou and uh, some other things." Send him some gift certificates to restaurants in Monroe, and uh, just signed it XOXO. I didn't put my name on it or anything, so I don't. Nice. I don't really think that's tampering. And uh, I expect fully that he will be leading the Warhawks to the 2021 <laughs> Sunbelt Championship.
1: So, Gossip Girl is recruiting him to ULM. That's a good cover.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course, I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, I see. I went Western Union for uh, Belmont for him to come to to Belmont and to actually start a college football program at Belmont because they don't have one.
0: You could all, like, You could be the Belmont Danielses. You could change the that's just, mascot and everything. That's right. Yeah.
1: I mean, like like Tommy West said, you can go somewhere else and just be the other dude. But if you come to Nashville and start the football program at Belmont, then everybody's going to know when you say JT, you're talking about JT Daniels.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, you'll be two initials for the rest of your life. That's it. J- just JT. Yep.
1: Yeah. Perfect.
0: All right, we'll uh, we'll stop there. Listen, you be careful with all of your tampering that you're doing uh, over the course of the next uh, the next few days. Don't don't do anything that that, that uh, don't do anything that twenty four seven wouldn't do. Okay. Just just remember think think about it that way. Don't do anything that that a an, an aspiring author would not do
1: that could be the next MPW digital uh, item that we could uh, put up for sale is uh, what would 247 do bracelet
0: <laughs> we could all right well we'll stop there. All right, that's, uh, that's Zach Barry. I'm Ian McCready. Don't forget deadsoxy.com, D-E-A-D-S-O-X-Y.com. Great product. You'll absolutely love it. I know Zach has some. I have I have a bunch too, so uh, take our word for it when we tell you. When you put those socks on, you uh, you you'll have a hard time switching to another sock after that. So we'll be back next week with another edition of the Soft Verbal Podcast. Until then, take care.